Good afternoon, Patriots. And today is Friday, January 27th in the year 2023. And today, this show, I've bended knee of all the amazing shows to be the 2000th show. Today is 2000 shows, which is absolutely amazing. I want to thank you all. It's absolutely incredible. We got to do our normal little thing whenever we hit great benchmarks. You know what's coming. Here it goes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so 2000 shows, Patriots. And that's thanks to you and all this amazing following. I want to thank you. We've built an amazing community. And we are strong and we are growing and we are continuing to go farther and farther. And what's the biggest thing we're doing? Pushing the word and the joy of Jesus Christ. That's right, Patriots. We have set a standard for what it's like to build a community, to build fellowship, to keep the love of God in in front of us. On all things we do, we've withstood the most intense attack over these last three years from a propaganda state. We have been able to separate ourselves from the insanity, keep our grounding in our our Father God. We've been able to grow gardens, start getting sovereignty within our homes. This is something right here. This is something. So it's something I want to thank you all for, something we absolutely have to celebrate with. And 2000 Shows marks a huge benchmark for all that we do. So thank you. Patriots, before we begin, naturally, we're going to give a little call out to a couple of our sponsors, one of which is an amazing group of people that produce a product that we all need in our home because it's the fun thing to do when you can't get to the range. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. All right, Patriots. So this week has been an amazing week for me on many levels. Obviously, approaching this 2,000 level is 2,000 show. I really, I knew it was coming, but it's always amazing where it lands. God has an amazing way to drop it on a Friday on January 27th, which just is a day, but it's all cool. And most importantly... We are, hang on a second, can you believe that? Someone's giving me a call in the middle of the show. Um, we are literally in the middle of a an amazing time of our life, and we are in an amazing time of where everything is being revealed. Now, one of the things that this week has really allowed me to do is to anchor with a couple great people that part of kind of my background, as you've heard me talk about it. One was Lieutenant Colonel Retired Pete Chambers, who comes from, obviously, Special Forces background, and he's a heck of a fighter right now when he's in that he's fighting for our soldiers every day and tonight you're going to get to hear one of my close friends literally brother in war brother by another mother literally and that's lieutenant it's a sergeant major retired joe vega he is a special operations delta operator he is a somali veteran he was literally the movie in the movie black hawk down when you see the character hoot who was the He's the Delta operator and who awesome character. That character was modeled in part after Joe. So Joe's an amazing warrior. 
great friend, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you that tonight. And really what this has reminded me of a lot this week in reflection is as a nation where we are. And one of the biggest challenges I think that we have right now is facing the responsibility of justice. The one thing that's really amazing in working with kind of the, I would just say the people of that are in my most immediate tribe, and that's what this week has really reminded me of, or put a reminder back in me, is that when you're working with this type of folks, a reason it is literally the clarity of justice is right there, okay? Um, we, we deal in a place where right now so much of our pulpit has become convoluted with a weakness of justice. And we're in a society now where everything is outsourced. We're supposed to rely on our police to deliver justice, to rely on a court system to deliver justice. And our pulpit's message is coming back to us going, whatever you do, don't, don't do it yourself. Because that's, that's not a right thing to do. Because we have to sit and wait for someone else to do it for us. That is not my path, and you know that, and that's not the message I speak here because I, the thing that we miss most is when we look at Moses, and we look at Gideon, we look at David, and we look at Joshua in Scripture, the one thing that is extremely clear is justice is delivered, but it's delivered first and foremost with a heart that's not a vengeful heart, but a heart that is centered on love and forgiveness, but the justice of God's hand works through us. And that's something that we all have to remember, that we have a responsibility and accountability in this world to keep present in the, in the moment of justice. If we had parents or we, if we had a life right now that literally focused on that type of activity, we would not be where we are. And sadly, we are at a place where so much of the outsourcing has occurred that we forget what our true responsibility is. There's a story of a woman, her name is, Mary Ann Backmeyer, and this story may be uncomfortable for some, but I'm just going to lay it out because this is where somebody I considered based and understood her responsibility as a sovereign person in the society. And it's really, a, to me, an ex- excellent example of justice. So in 1981, Klaus Grabo, Grabo of all the names, Grabowski, Grabowski, was convicted of molesting and murdering her seven-year-old girl. He confessed to the crime after his fiance reported him to the police. Marianne Bachmeyer, which was the girl's mother, brought a handgun into the courtroom and shot Grabowski five times. Now, you might find that brutal. She served three years in prison for her crime. To me, that's a, an example of a parent doing the absolute right thing. She lost her daughter to a sick pedophile, and she literally, he confessed his crime. She executed the judgment. She paid a penalty for that, but it's a penalty she could live with and I could live with too. This may be uncomfortable for people to hear, but this is a mentality that we have to start reclaiming in this nation that there is, there is a consequence for action. She accepts the consequence. She also delivers a consequence for his. And this sort of understanding in our world has to be reclaimed because we are out of control in justice in this land. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, today we come to you on a very special day, 2,000 shows. 
which, as you know, in my own heart, was a distance I never thought I'd travel a few short years ago. But in that process and in that time, you have guided us. You have brought us together in fellowship. You have opened up our discussions to look and explore the scripture, the meaning of Christ, the meaning of justice, the meaning of our walk with a loving and forgiving heart. All of these things have put before us. And what we have continued to discover is how complex this appears on the outside and yet how pure that walk is when we totally walk within you. Our struggle so much in these last few years is about, about us separating from you and trying to navigate a world without you. So many of the casualties of this war have been those that have been trying to stand up or make choices without you. And sadly, what we have witnessed And very sadly, is we have witnessed so many people fall. And when they fall, they have become to a place where literally they may be lost in ways that we can't reclaim. As we sit before you today, Father, hear our prayers. We do pray for all of those who have taken this bioweapon. It sickens us the number of people that have fallen for this trap. It has hurt us deeply and points and even angered us at times in this process of them refusing to hear or worse, seeking retribution or vengeance for us to speak the truth. And so we repeat words that Christ himself spoke. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they have done. In this time, we need to be reminded of the power of the mightiness of the sword of the Spirit. We're reminded in the story in the garden with Peter and Jesus. We're reminded of the importance of caring and maintaining that vigilance of the sword of steel. We're also reminded of the power and the glory of the sword of the spirit. As Peter slices the ear and stays alive, but stops the attack. Jesus reminds us as well of a greater moment that we can move from that point, even in this point of injury. And through the sword of the spirit and the Holy Spirit, we can literally heal the wounds. So, Father, on this day, as we reflect deeply on the station that we're at, the place that we're at in this world, the process of communication and and conversations that we've had over the last five years, we simply, we come here today realizing just how much farther we have to go, how much greater we have to learn, how humbled we are before you, but how great your wisdom is that can guide us through any moment. Nowhere in our hearts do we seek violence. Nowhere in our heart do we seek vengeance. And if it's there, we have to face that and confront that and expel it. But what we do seek in this world, in a world where we seek to love and forgive, we also pursue justice. Father, with that step, we're asking that you guide us with the wisdom to deliver a justice as opportunity arises that can be in alignment and is in alignment with kingdom. A time now that as we try to master our place in walking with a forgiving and loving heart and to turn justice over to you, to be able to hear you, be guided by you in such a way that our actions represent equally accountability and ultimately justice in this world. We're in a time and a place right now where accountability is almost gone 
people are living in a void of understanding that there are consequences for actions taken. We're in a world that we could characterize as demonic in so many levels, satanic in other levels, leadership that continues to worship the dark and the Lord of lies, the father of lies. And yet that has become permeated in so many levels of our society. We know, if we feel truly within ourselves, we know that something is building. And we know that you put us here in this station in life, wherever we are, for a very critical point in time. We're living in that. We know in our hearts that this is not something we're waiting for, but the war is here and now, in this time, in this place. And that every action we take is important. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, not of some future point we can't see, but every action now that we take is important. And it's important to be walking within your breath in everything we do. And as we do and as we release ourselves to you, Father, we understand clearly that walk empowers us, emboldens us, and guides us into the perfect place we need to be in each and every step. We are humbled. We've been stayed and spared the disasters that could have befallen us, the pressures that were around us to comply and to conform, the obedience that was demanded to take something into our body temple that was horrible for us. And every one of us in one capacity or another has been able to stay that pressure to arrive at this point with a body that's unpolluted, unburdened, and a heart that has become closer to you. We th- we're thankful for that, Father. And more than thankful, we humble ourselves before you. And with that, we pray for the mercy of this nation. A nation that is still wandering, but so many are starting to awaken and to arise. And so with this prayer, we also place forward the continued request that opportunities be put before us to stand before others, to walk before others, our presence alone, to be in such alignment with you, in such alignment with our Lord Jesus, that that light comes through, far beyond words, but enough to shake the hearts that are darkened or redirect the confused that are wandering, to ask, to seek, and ultimately return to kingdom. In this time and place, we truly pray for the many, And we know that some will never return home. But our mission is clear before us. We must walk with the clarity, purpose, and wisdom that only you can provide. A demonstration of kingdom authority, a demonstration of kingdom love, a demonstration of kingdom accountability, a demonstration of kingdom justice. Let us each seek that. Let us each reach for that. Let us each be fulfilled by that. And let us each trust in you in each and every step. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is a time, patriots, more than ever that we must step up and not be complacent. I'm thinking a lot today about the journey of getting here. And the journey has been an interesting one. Along the way, I've met amazing people, and I've been blessed with amazing people in my life. Along the way, we've seen 
a network and fellowship grow that is bridged from digital to real-life connections. And that's happened all around us in what we call Bard's Nation. That's humbling. I look at other accounts that struggle with trying to get messages out and trying to build followings. And I look at what we have here. And this is not a comparison or judgment of others, but we have something very special here. It's a very special fellowship that continues to come together in a, more, in a very humbled way. A place where people seek to share knowledge, to reinforce one another, to raise each other up, to be with each other as we deal with life's issues, to pray for one another when prayers are requested, to support one another in, in many capacities as those needs arise. It's a principle of functioning that is literally in itself rebuilding a nation piece by piece, block by block. The impact that each every and every one of us has is beyond what we can measure. It's not about how many followers you have, but collectively as a community, what we've built is a voice. And it's a tremendous voice. There's one person I want to recognize today who you don't know necessarily. I know her. She's become a very good friend over the years. And at her own request, I will not speak her name because she's always asked to remain anonymous. But it's amazing how that all happened. And I've told this story before, but I'm going to go back and tell it again on this day. It, it was actually three years ago, this month. And I had just, and it was about this time, that I was in the process of putting together a list of equipment that I needed to improve my podcast. And I had built two lists. I was building two lists. One list was a list for the equipment that I needed that I could afford right then. And the other list was a list of a professional list of equipment that I wanted to be able to afford in two or three years. I didn't follow a lot of people on Twitter, if you remember. And I don't know even how or I ended up why I was following this particular person, but that's a God thing. And I had not spoken about these lists to anyone. No one. I was just quietly doing them in my evenings and working on, the, working on them. And she reached out to me and said, I need to DM'd me directly on Twitter and said, I need to talk to you. And again, I seldom ever do that, but I said, okay. So I gave her my number, which I seldom ever do. Again, a God thing. And she called me. She says, you don't know who I am, but God has put on my heart to help you buy mics. And I really didn't know who this person was. And I'm going to be very honest. Mike's was my top of my list. And I, when I'm, if you had seen me in, in my studio at that point in time, I, I'm not exaggerating. I started looking around like, is there any cameras in here? Or what the heck is going on? It was crazy. And as she went on to say, she said, look, um, God has told me you need this and I need to provide this for you. And I said, okay, well, after we kind of sorted this out, I said, all right. I said, I don't, I, I'm kind of shocked. I said, I, I was just doing these lists. She said, well, I need your list. I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it as soon as I can. I said, probably today or tomorrow. Well, a couple of days went by and she called me again about three days later. She said, I need that list. 
I said, well, I'm finishing up now. She said, well, she said, here's how it is. She said, when God puts something on my heart, he needs me to do it. I need to execute it. I don't delay. So I'm just going to send you some money. And this is what God's put on my heart to send you. And so she sent me some money through PayPal. When I received the money, I was stunned. I couldn't believe what she had sent, the amount. And as I looked at my, I just finished my list. And the list of, my, I had my two lists, the list of my professional gear was $200 difference from what she sent. And she said to me, this is what God sent to send you. If you need more, call me. Well, I didn't need more. I was stunned by what was sent. And at that moment in time, it was an eye-opener to me to how, and yet again, to how God works in amazing ways. I hadn't asked. He had just heard and seen what I needed. And I hadn't put it to prayer, but God was guiding this whole thing from the very beginning. These are stories I remind myself of on a daily basis because this is not a channel of Scott Kesterson. This is a channel that Scott Kesterson stewards for God. And every one of us is part of a fellowship, which we call Bard's Nation, which God has guided us to to build. And I take that responsibility very much to heart. Each one of us is part of something greater. And it's a reminder that this isn't a brand of me. It's why Bards has always been there. The original issue here, how this name came about, was that my name had been so tainted and so wrung through the ringer after my event in August 2017. And they had so tarnished my reputation that I couldn't even use my name without it flagging every troll on the earth. And so as I sought this out, and this was part of a, a bigger name that had come to me a number of years prior. Bards became Bards Nation, Bards of War, Bards of War, Bards FM, all of these different framings of this is where it started. And it was great because it took me off of the limelight. Instead, Bards it was the focus. And what is a Bard? Bards were storytellers. They were poets of the old world's. They were a class of poets that told the stories of people and the stories of war. Every one of us that's in this group is a storyteller. And we're starting to see that happen. We're starting to see in this turn this year, we're starting to see the podcasting come out of this to grow and grow bigger. There is no greater joy than to witness the number of people now that are starting their own podcasts that are moving from Bard's Nation to become part of Bard's Nation by sowing seeds in greater ways, to expand messages that are on their heart that have emanated over the time and incubated through a fellowship that, have, that God has brought here. And now to see that grow out is amazing. So this is a thank you to Father God. It's a thank you to every single one of you. And it's a moment that I just take a breath and just am amazed at how God's hand has worked. A small little account that started with 100 people, literally, most of which I think were probably bots on YouTube, that has grown to 120 countries, nearly 35 million downloads, a million to a million four downloads a month, 
with a message that it continues to spread, a message that's driven by everything that God puts on my heart, and a fellowship that continues to grow with a singular focus of resetting this world, resetting individual countries, resetting our communities, back to putting eyes on Jesus and living once again under moral law. Let us always be humbled by that. Let us always praise God for that. Let us always be reminded that it's never been about the individual, but it's always been about him working through us. So on this day of 2,000 shows, on this show of the 2,000th show, thank you, patriots, every one of you, and thank you, Father God. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Bards FM Part 1 and later for Bards FM Part 2 in a two-part show with one of my close friends, Somali veteran, Joe Vega. Until then, or until the next time, God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, This country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, 
Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 